Hey, what are you doing here, William? What are you doing here, Morris? Now don't go away because we have some very special entertainment to follow. W Radio, your information station. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 487. And I'm here once again, not only to help you have the best possible vacation experience when you come to the parks, but I also want to try and bring you a little bit of Disney magic with the podcast, videos, blog, live broadcasts every Wednesday on Facebook, my books, audio tours, special events, and more. You can find everything over at www.radio.com. So I'm going to answer more of your questions again this week as we talk about things like the original Journey into Imagination and its possible return, D23 Expo strategies, inexpensive ways to travel to Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise Line celebrations and character meals, the best sit-down restaurants in Disneyland, where to dine with a very large group, your birthday on a budget, and a question for you about Walt. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, and then I'll pose a new challenge for your chance to win a special Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show for more information about upcoming special events, meet to the month, your voicemails, and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. Go back and listen to episode one. Wait, forget that. If you were to go back and listen to episode one, you would hear me say something to the effect of the show being with and for and by you, because I still and always have wanted it to be interactive and you be an active participant and really contributor to the show as well. I want to help you both collectively and individually. So this week, we are going to open up the inbox once again and answer your questions to help you have the best time in Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, and most likely dinner. And joining me once again is the the queen of hearts, the princess to my pauper. She is, of course, Becky Mankin, owner, CEO, overlord, founder, Presidente, whatever she likes to be called, high ruler of MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Queen, How do I keep getting queen roped in the into high this. castle. Just... <laughs> <laughs> How do you? I keep letting you talk me into this every single time, and I just like, sure, why not? <laughs> because you know what my yeah. mistake is. I mean, I make many mistakes. My mistake is that I don't start recording as soon as I get you on the phone, so they don't actually hear <laughs> all the things that you say to me, and you're laughing because you know it's true. Oh, but... <laughs> all the wonderful things that I said about your wonderful. Grand day to day, those great yes. posts that you have. Yeah, yeah. So all the kind and wonderful. 
wonderful and warm things. But listen, we're not here to talk about what you have to say. Well, it is to a certain degree, but we want to hear what you and hopefully I have to say in response to questions. And there are many that the listeners have sent in. Let us go through. Let us see how many we can get through, how effective and efficient we can be in responding (laughs) to (laughs) If anything has anything to do with food, we're going to be here for hours. We're going to do this. We're going to do this quickly and methodically, but still um, spend as much time as we we need to devote to each of these. Ten years later and we and you're still saying that we can do that? I know. We're going to try. All right. Here we go. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to practice what I'm trying to preach. Uh, Richard Utria, Utria. Richard Yu says, hey, Lou, it's my first time on the site and I really have no idea where to ask this. So it can be in a listener email. I'm assuming here. Yes, Richard, and I'll fix that for you. Anyway, I'm really sorry if it's the wrong place. Hope that you can forgive me. So hello, Lou and Becky. I was visiting Epcot the other day and went on Journey into Imagination with Figment. It wasn't my first time on the attraction, but I was a bit disappointed because this replaced a great version of the ride that opened when Epcot first opened. I was wondering, now that the entire pavilion has gotten some attention with the recent Pixar short film festival and the Disney Vacation Club Lounge, will the original Journey into Imagination return? I'd love to see Figment and the Dreamfinder reunite and I'm sure many would love to see it also. Thank you so much. Love the show. Have a magical day. Richard, thank you so much. I'm going to step back just a little bit. So you said this replaced a great version of the ride. I'm going to uh, gently and kindly say yes, but not quite. Because the version of the attraction that opened uh, after Epcot, when the when the pavilion opened a year after Epcot opened, was I think the best iteration of the attraction. However, in between in between the original Journey into Imagination and the current version of Journey into Imagination with Figment, was Journey into Imagination without Figment. And needless to say, that's bad. It was an abomination. <laughs> so I made a DVD years ago for my young son, the apple who did not fall far from the tree. I made him a DVD that he watched, if you have young kids, over and over again, like every day, all day, with all three versions of the Figment attraction. And young Nicholas Mangello, wise in his younger years, came to me and said, you know, Dad, I love the first one. That's the best one. And the last one's okay. But the middle one was awful. I'm like, that's my boy. Like, I didn't even need to prompt him. So there was the version. But I know what Richard's saying is he wants to go back to the original. And he'd love to see Figment and Dreamfinder reunite like, insert 70s band here, as many would like to see it as well. Do I think that the original Journey into Imagination will return? No. That being said, I put a little asterisk there. I do believe that we will see a new version of that attraction, including Figment, and dare I say, dare, dare, dare I say that we will see a return of maybe not the Dreamfinder as you remember him, but maybe one that's a little closer to the one that has been recently revealed in the comic version, in the Figment comic books. Um, because although when Dreamfinder went away years ago, Somebody in the company said, yeah, Dreamfinder's dead, which is something we don't normally say about uh, characters. I don't believe that is necessarily true. I don't believe Dreamfinder may have been, um, he may have been gone, not forgotten. And maybe we'd love to see and possibly will see him return in some 
new incarnation. Becky Mankin, hmm. have you ever seen, don't ask me any more questions, have you ever seen the original Journey into Imagination attraction? I have not. I have not. I missed that whole, I saw the middle one. Oh, Don't know how I ended up falling in love with Figment because he wasn't there. Didn't see the original, but of of course, everywhere you turned around, you could find a, a little a little figment of your imagination that you could buy in any of the Disney stores and take home with you. So I kind of fell in love with the little dragon dude, but I didn't get to see the original. So you should. And one of these days, maybe on our thirty eight hour flight um, to China later on this year, I will bring you said same version that I showed my son. Ooh. I will show you all three versions of it. Um, the one that, like I said, opened back in 1983 because the pavilion wasn't ready when Epcot opened in 1982. And. The dream finder that I think a lot of us knew and fell in love with, it's sort of a, a, it's a combination of both Chuck McCann and Ron Schneider. And if you go back, I'll put a link in the show notes. I interviewed Ron Schneider back on show 34, um, about 10 years ago wow. on the show. Yeah. And he shares some amazing stories of being the dream finder and talking about Figment and talking about some of the different incarnations of the attraction i've also talked to guys like um steve kirk who was one of the guys who created um the attraction alongside tony baxter i've talked to tony baxter about it i'll try and link in the show notes to all the shows that talk about this attraction that i think becky a lot of people either fell in love with it was the it, it was connected to their child it was connected to their early days of epcot it is the one that people love and i think unfortunately a lot of people never got a chance to see yeah, and for some reason I have back in time from Huey Lewis going through my head <laughs> ever since you were talking about going back in time. I don't know why. It just is there. But yes, I know when we talk to people and you're talking about um, the things that have come and gone through the years that the Dreamfinder especially comes up over and over again. And when they announced the newest version, I remember people were um, re really excited about seeing Figment back again. But the Dreamfinder just kind of played a – a smaller role. And I think there was a, a little bit of disappointment, but from the rumors that are out there with Epcot, some exciting things might be coming uh, around the bend. Um, it would be nice to see him come back. Yeah. And, you know, as a kid, that was one of the attractions that really resonated with me for so many reasons. I, there was look figment is now again, Everything old is new again. You see Figman coming back. I think he's sort of, again, the unofficial mascot of Epcot Center, which I think is an indication possibly what I think or hope or wish might come in the future. Um, fortunately, the second version of the attraction only lasted about two years. Um, there was a lot of uproar from guests, it, and it was pre-internet. So imagine like if that happened now wow. when the internet came back. <laughs> but everything about it from the Sherman Brothers song to the, the dream port and the idea bag and, and the post-show area was one of the things that I love and miss about Epcot Center. So I will link in the show notes, or do you could just do a search over at www.radio.com for Journey into Imagination or Ron Schneider or Figment and see some of the episodes where we talked about it. But in promising to keep my word, we're going to move on to Jamie Rotella's uh, question and say, Lou, I know you've been to D23 and I've listened to the podcast on it before, but we're looking at going to the 2017 Expo, timing is everything, and of course, visit Disneyland for the first time. If we did just a one-day pass for the Expo that could be used any of the days, or do you buy a specific day? 
The sites aren't really clear. It's too soon for a schedule. Again, this email came in a number of weeks ago, but we don't want to short ourselves either. I'm also afraid of being so overwhelmed that I think one day would be good to spend the rest of my time at Disneyland and the California Park. What are your thoughts? That's really tough. It's tough. So we don't know how many days they have to spend there, right? So, but Becky, I think this is a question a lot of people have is they're flying out. They're at, they're in Disneyland's backyard. How many days do you need for expo? How many days, you know, in a perfect world, you go to every day of expo and you spend four days in Disneyland and that's your whole week. But Mm -hmm. how would you sort of balance it out if, if time is of the essence? Oh, that is so tough because, of course, you have to look at the schedule to see if there's certain panels and people and things on the expo floor, uh, on the floor that you want to see to pick the day if you had to narrow it down to one day. And then, like you said, the, then you got the <laughs> at least three days that you have to experience for Disneyland and California Adventure. So that's tough. I, I will tell you, having both of us having been to every expo since they've began, and, and however many you know, this is the fifth uh, uh, expo so far. I honestly think that I would go to all three days of expo because there's the way they have the the not just the floor, but the schedule laid out is they really try and make it sort of something that's attractive, major and attractive every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> I would go to, if I, I want to say three days, <laughs> I know, there's part of me that wants to say three days of Expo and one day of Disneyland. Ooh, what? Really? Two days I, of I ex- totally two days of Expo and two days of Disneyland. All right, but you're, you're assuming that they only have four days. Like you said, he doesn't specify, does he? It doesn't. How many days? Okay, so so let's let's make it easy for ourselves at the very beginning and say three days Expo and two days Disneyland. But then again, remember, if you're walking around Expo and you're standing in the lines and you're seeing all the floor and you're uh, waiting in the queues for the um, uh, for the exhibitions that are going on and for the, the shows that are going on, then you're going to walk around a park. So you better have some pretty comfy shoes. <laughs> Listen, you know, suck it up, Buttercup. Like You find the energy because you're in Disneyland. So, all right, let's assume they have four days. Is it right. three and one or two and two? Two and two. Is it, if, it's gonna... th- if it's three days, is it two and one? <laughs> oh, that's so tough. I think it has to be. I think... I think so, too, because he, uh, cause he would have to. <laughs> this is his expos only every other year at this point, right? Right. And you can go back to Disneyland. And, uh, you know, honestly, if it's a weekend, I really hesitate to to tell anybody to go to Disneyland on a weekend only because it's so much standing in line and there's so many people and it, it is very crowded on the weekends. All right. If so I got do, it. This is yeah, okay. I've got the perfect plan. Here you okay. go. Go to you fly in on Friday night. Right. You stay over. You rest up. Get a good night's sleep. Nice, uh, a nice dinner somewhere in downtown Disney on Friday night. Saturday and Sunday, you go to Expo. Monday morning, you get up and you do the WDW Radio Disneyland <laughs> Quest from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. for a chant, thanks to Mouse Fan Travel, to win a three-night stay in Disneyland or, or Walt Disney World with tickets, with tickets. So you get a chance to go back and have you so. The, the quest only runs until about three. You still have the afternoon and the evening. You have a chance to win another trip and you get to see a little bit of everything. And then if you can, stay Tuesday as well just for fun. 
Look at you in that epic segue right there. Uh-huh. See? <laughs> Not bad. For more Not information, bad, for more information, you can visit www.radio.com slash quest17 or go to our Facebook page for a link as well. Good job. Thank you very much. <laughs> Good job. I'm going to read this exactly how it was written. <clears throat> Your show brings me to tears. Oh, boy. Dot, 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 dot. <laughs> Hi, Lou. Clickbaits are mean. <laughs> I apologize for that. In fact, I love your show. I love your enthusiasm for all things Disney. Your show is filled with so much love and respect and awe of Disney that I really get a little emotional listening, mainly because I can't be in the park right now this minute. Emphasis on right now this minute. In fact, we're not scheduled to go until 2018. I live about as far from Walt Disney World as you could be, way up in the up, and we, I don't even know what that means. And while we, yeah. we don't get, I'm assuming he lives at the North Pole. And while we don't get nearly as hot as Florida, bopping on down to Main Street takes an act of Congress, which I think probably means asking his wife. Do you have any travel tips <laughs> for either finding super cheap airfare or other ways to go from Michigan to Florida? which Michigan is is like the North Pole sometimes. Thanks again for the show. I really do feel like your story is one of inspiration. I'm truly happy for you to be able to make it in the happiest place on earth. Your podcast makes the wait for 2018 just a little bit easier. And I appreciate that. Thank you again, Stuart Boyles. (laughs) Stuart, thank you so much for the fun and funny and incredibly well-crafted email. Uh, I love it. And so, so basically what Stuart is looking for is the easiest, most affordable way to get from Michigan to Florida? Is it via cheaper airfare or is it some other way? Stuart, I'm going to give you not one, but two answers. And the first one is clouded in a shameless plug for 102 ways to save money for an at Walt Disney World, which is available at amazon.com and the WWE. But I do talk about some of those ways, specifically how to find the least expensive airfare some tips and tricks and some advice as well as some resources that you can use in order to find not just how but where and when you should book your airfare because when you book it and when you search is sometimes very important because obviously airline flights fluctuate dramatically. Um, As far as other ways to go from Michigan to Florida, I say this not half-jokingly, but as someone who drove And by drove, I mean I was a passenger in a car that my father drove from New Jersey, which is like Michigan, um, to Florida every single year because my mom didn't fly. I will tell you that there is something about making the drive. If it's if it's possible, if it's possible for you to do it, I don't know what your family dynamic and family makeup is or if you would kill each other in the car on the way down. But as a kid, I'll tell you, Becky, some of my greatest memories were getting in the back of the car or the truck or the van or whatever it is and eating Doritos and stopping at South of the Border and making that 24-hour trip. And when you get to those gates and you see the pictures on Facebook all the time, I get choked up thinking about it. Like, I remember what that felt like when you see those gates and you used to turn on the AM radio and listen to this audio that would play as you entered Walt Disney World telling you about things that were going on. You know, part of the fun unlike planes, trains, and automobiles with John Candy and Steve Martin, part of the fun is actually getting there. And if that's something that's in your budget and on your timetable, it could be something that will help create some fun, less expensive, and lasting memories as well. 
Okay, I just I gotta ask something really fast. Yikes. Was your mom or dad one of those when you and your brother fought in the back seat? They said we'll turn this car around. Yes. Um. Oftentimes they would turn that they would threaten to turn the car around before we even got out of the garage. <laughs> you laugh. I specifically right remember an incident where we weren't even in the garage yet and the, the vacation was going to be over. But you get in and you make it happen and you eat Doritos on the way down. And again, this was also a day before cell phones, before DVD players, before satellite radios, before handheld electronics. You were electron- distracted is what you're saying. Well, There's we nothing to s- babysit you in the backseat. So you were like all no, shenanigans you all know the time. What? You actually had to talk to each other. And you actually had to, I know, you played the cereal game and you stopped by some of the roadside attractions and you laughed and played the license plate game. Oh my gosh. Do you remember having those little boards that had different colors and you would have to like push the button on the different colors? Yeah. You played road trip bingo. Yes. And you would, you would find the signs, the road signs. Oh my gosh. That, okay. And there there was actually these things, right. There were these things made out of paper called books. And we read them in the back in of the, the car? car on the yes. Wow. Yeah. Nope. I read wow. I'll <laughs> for some reason, I don't know why, I remember reading um oh gosh, I, uh, a Stephen King book, like in a matter no. I didn't even get out of the car. Like, I don't need to go pee, just you guys go, I'm gonna keep reading. <laughs> because I was just so I, I read Stephen King books all the time. I was when, gonna say it was probably it, and that's why you hate clowns. <laughs> <laughs> we won't even get into it. Um, no, it was Pet Cemetery. I mean, actually, it was it was Pet Cemetery. Um, but anyway, so super cheap airfare, 102 ways to save money. Book or drive if you can. Wait, there's I more. have more. There is more, but wait, there's more. It totally depends on the time you have because if you uh, driving down there from Michigan is going to take how long? Straight drive because you know family's going to stop and probably not be able to drive straight through more well, than likely. It right? Sometimes we, my dad drove straight through, so it'll take you 19 hours and 51 minutes from wow. Michigan to <laughs> Florida if you're going straight through right. without stopping. Correct. Right? If my dad drove, and it would another, take you like 14 hours and 51 minutes. But another option is the train. I so think is train there, trips. Is there a train? Yeah, there's a train. You can take a train over to Chicago and Chicago straight down. There's there's a couple of different routes that can take you there. But the one thing that I love about that is that no one has to drive. And the family can just be together and talk and have a great time and catch up and play games and and have that family time, which is kind of missing now when you just throw everybody on a plane and you're there in two and a half hours and everyone's looking at their devices and um, and the train is kind of like that, that middle ground where you're not driving, but then again, dad's not distracted and having to, to deal with driving. Um, it takes a little bit more time. It's probably a little bit more economical, uh, but it does allow you to see the country too, as you're, as you're going down. So I think the train's a great idea. So I love, and I didn't even realize that there was a train that would go, I, not realizing how far Chicago might be, but I think that there is something romantic about the train i think it's it's sort mm-hmm. of almost a, a lost art and a lost appreciation because you're right and everybody including dad and mom and whoever else is you know gets to sort of see the country in a very unique way without the exhaustion of having to drive as well exactly. so if anybody's taken the train from chicago or you know northern central united states down to florida i would love to hear about your experience either post on the facebook page or in the show notes or call 407-900-9391 and let us know 
how you made it through the experience. I almost said survive, but how you made it through the experience. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, and if you're on the West Coast, there is a train that goes directly from Seattle all the way down to Anaheim. Easy to get to Disneyland from there. And it's a 24-hour uh, train trip and they've got sleeper cars. And we did that one time. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Hmm. My mind is all right. Never okay. Let's, <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> let's move on to a question. Don't make me add anything to the list right now, from please. Keep Melanie going. Pickett and family. Hi, okay. Lou and Shirley Becky. Surely, surely, no, Becky. I, don't I am think serious. Everybody's and putting I am a serious. question mark behind my name. I'm and just don't saying. call you Shirley. We are so excited Shirley. that our son chose to take a Disney cruise instead of having a big party to celebrate his bar mitzvah. <laughs> That's Good a great for you. Idea. Yeah, no kidding. It's a win-win for everybody. <laughs> we have several questions we hope you can help with. And sorry if there are too many. Never too many. Don't worry. Here we go. First, we are on the fantasy for the very merry time cruise leaving on December 24th. Wow. It's also the first night of Hanukkah. We're wondering if the fantasy has anything special for this holiday as well. I've read all about the other incredible Christmas activities and want to know what we might expect for Hanukkah. There are a lot of questions, Becky. Let's knock these out one by one. Uh, my understanding is that they do ha- hold Hanukkah services every day. There are also holiday storytellers that, like in Epcot, share stories of Hanukkah. And they have uh, latkes, latkes that are served upon request. I-, I think, and Becky, correct me, if you have special diet, if you need, for example, kosher food or if there's something that you'd, I would absolutely re- request that in advance, Correct. Absolutely. And that's something you'd be added to your reservation before you even go. Perfect. And some place like Mouse Fan Travel could probably help you with that. Yes, as a matter of fact. We take I'll care bet of all you, the details for you. I'll bet you they can help with the second question as well, which is any recommendations regarding a good hotel to stay at for a family of five in the Port Canaveral area the night before we board? We're driving and want to make sure we don't miss the boat. I believe literally and figuratively. Literally. <laughs> That's an easy one. There's there's several hotels that right in the area. There's a couple that I like in particular, the residence in at Cape Canaveral, and there's also a, a Radisson, and there's a home uh, suite uh, suites, Homewood Suites, something like that, that's right in the same general area. So they have accommodations that are standard hotels, to- hotel rooms up to the two-bedroom um, at the Residence Inn. They have breakfast. They also have uh, parking specials. So if you do drive, you can actually park there and take their shuttle. So it'll save you money on the parking. So there's a lot of options down there, but I, I tend to stay at the Residence Inn. <laughs> I like it. I'm not it's right there. Say it's like two, anything. Like two miles away. It's right there. All Rich. right. She's getting her bang for her buck. Third, yeah. I read that cruisers on a two day at sea cruise, like the one we're going on in a matter of days, can reserve a character breakfast and two character meats. How do we find out about doing this since I can't find anything on the Disney Cruise website? Do I have to wait until after final payment? You can answer that one, right? You know, when I want information like this to ensure its accuracy, I would go to my travel agent from Mouse Fan Travel, who, for no additional fee, will find out and possibly even help us book it. Almost like you do this for a living or something. Amazing. (laughs) Yes. um, As a matter of fact, for some itineraries, not for all, but it'll show up as an activity. Um, when you go in and log in and after you do your final payment, you'll have, um, these little areas that will, 
that will make themselves available to you on your login, right? So you do your pre-registration before you board and it's the um, character meets and the breakfasts do show up as an activity that you can pre-book. Pretty much the princess gathering, the frozen meet and greet are the the two that you can get um, tickets for. And then you do have some of the special ones. Like if you're on board for a Marvel day at sea or a star Wars day at sea, there's also ways to get those tickets. And some of them are actually on board the ship. Others are pre. So you want to check out beforehand, but the window opens up based on how many times you've sailed. So if you're a first time cruiser, your window opens up at 75 days prior to sailing. If you're silver, it's 90 gold, it's 105 days. And if you're platinum or staying on the concierge level, it's about 120 days prior to sailing. So it does open up, um, periodically as, as you, uh, depending on your level at castaway, um, on the castaway club, but you'll be able to see them and book them if they're available for the cruises that you're on. And fourth, any advice for getting a room at Walt Disney World for after the cruise on New Year's Eve? We'd really like oh to boy. stay over since we leave the ship on the 31st. <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, it's, I looked recently for that, and there is actually still availability across property, but it is a holiday, and it's going to be at a premium. You're going to pay a little bit more than you normally would because it's obviously very popular, and the resorts that have any sort of fireworks view of um, the Magic Kingdom or of Epcot, uh, those go first. Those views go first, and they are a little bit more expensive due to the the holiday and the celebrations. But it's still available now as of this recording um, for different, you know, there's some values that are available, some moderates and some resorts across property, but I wouldn't wait too long. There you go. And lastly, thanks for any advice you can give us. We love listening, Lou. And truly appreciate Becky, too. And can't wait to someday meet. You always make us smile and get us talking about our favorite place. Thank you so much, Melanie Pickett. I can't wait to meet you guys as well. Next question. Hey, Lou and Becky. Or should I call her the queen of spades? I swear that's what it says. (laughs) I heard you. Listen, but it gets better. It gets better. I heard you guys frequently talk about snacks. And great great quick service locations in Disneyland. But I don't think I've heard you talk about sit-down restaurants there. I'm currently planning a trip to Disneyland next year and would love to hear your favorite four or five Disneyland sit-down dining experiences. Thank you so much, Dan. So, Dan, I think this is a question, a greater question for a greater show. Dare I say top 10 restaurants in Disneyland. However, Becky, let's be fair and we'll be quick. You give me three We'll give them. We'll give them not just four or five. Let's give them six. You, I'll let you go first because you are my guest. You are a lady, and I do believe in ladies first. And because you are the queen of spades, and I'm frightened if I wow. take any of yours. So give me three of your favorite <laughs> Disneyland sit-down dining experiences. Go. Right, so are we talking about Disneyland in Disneyland or the Disneyland Resort? Listen everywhere. to the words that are coming out of my mouth. Three <laughs> sit-down. I, I believe he means the Disneyland property proper. Okay. So all the Disney. Uh, all right. First one, e- easy, Blue Bayou. Nice. Absolutely. Because it, it it's the one that's right in there in the dark and the ride is right there. Pirates of the Caribbean goes past you. It, that is everything about theme park dining to me. I love, love, love the Blue Bayou. Um, the other two <laughs> get a little bit more difficult. Uh, 
Well, so wait, are, are you saying that there's that big of a drop off between? No, bio- no. Okay. I mean, that was that's the first one that comes to my brain. Okay. Um, dare I say the Plaza Inn? Nice. Because okay. the chicken dinner there is comfort food at its best. You've never actually eaten there, but you've yes, sent people to, you've sent people to get kidding? food there. Okay, go ahead. Are you kidding? This is the this mashed list, potatoes. The this pot list roast. is 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 is. I don't know who you are or what you've done with Princess Becky Menken, but please continue. <laughs> Now these are the uh, now the uh, there's two. <laughs> no, no, no 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 one 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 be fair. Uh, um, <laughs> is it dinner, lunch, or breakfast, or all? I believe <clears throat> sit down restaurants. So you can, however, you, favorite Disneyland sit down dining experiences. Three. I can't just stay with three. Um, Five seconds. Four. Three. Storytellers. Two. Okay. I like storytellers, but then again, Goofy's Kitchen. No, 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 no. All right. So you got storyteller cafe. Go through quickly. Go through them. Storyteller cafe. Mm-hmm. Because that's such a good lunch place. I really, and I know there's a couple of others that are sitting there staring at me in the face. So it was storyteller plaza and Blue Bayou. Yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking Disneyland. I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of the things that would say. Right. Blue Bayou screams Disneyland. Right, exactly. Uh, Plaza Inn uh, screams Disneyland, yeah. and what was the last one? Storytellers. storytellers. But that's because oh, I really I like. I like I storytellers. Really like the food there. It's, yeah, it's at really the good. Grand Californian. I like. Um, I was surprised that you didn't say Steakhouse Fifty Five. It's sitting there. It's it's like four. It's it's, it's in the on deck circle. Um, yeah. I'm also surprised you didn't say Carthay Circle. I'm. Uh, you don't love it. I, I don't. Um, the biscuits. Remember the I know, biscuits? The biscuits are great. All right. All right. Don't laugh at me. And I know you're going to switch this around. But in the lounge, you can get some of that stuff, too. <laughs> oh, but I, I haven't had. Um, I need to go back because it's, it's we'll been a while back. since I had a really good meal there. So um, we need to go back. And I'm also so I'm very surprised you didn't say Napa Rose because you're like Sinatra over there. Like you've got your own booth at Napa Rose. So I'm surprised you didn't say that. You know, if I'm going to start spending Napa Rose money, you know where I'm going to go. Do you know (laughs) I have never been to Napa Rose? No way. Yes way. You don't take you don't you don't take me bring you don't bring me flowers, you don't sing me love songs, and you certainly don't take me to Napa Rose. Okay. Well Napa Rose can be in our on our list when we return. I it it, it's never been one of my big favorites. I think it's because the the menu does tend to be a little bit more eclectic, which I think you would probably really enjoy. Um all right, we'll go we'll go there one of the nights that we're down there for D23. <laughs> there. So you can never say that to me again, ever okay. again. So my answer, my quick answer, and I, I will save these for a much longer discussion and or debate. Um, <sighs> it, it's hard because, because there's a lot that I like for different reasons. Exactly. Um, I'm going to say, and I'm trying to think of one like in each of the different parks and downtown. So you know what? All right. In no particular order, I got to be honest with you. I love Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen. I do. I love New Orleans. I love Jazz Kitchen. When I was out speaking in Disneyland, 
a couple of months ago. That's where I went first for a beautiful Sunday brunch. And I was I was by myself. I was sitting there on the prom. I just had such a lovely meal. The food was great. The service was excellent. So I'm going with Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen. That's a good choice. That's my answer, and I'm sticking to it. And, and and no apologies necessary, especially now that downtown Disney area, the new security locations make it so simple to go out of the park and go into downtown Disney, have lunch, have a, a midday meal, and then go back into the parks without having to go back through security. There you go. What else? I am That's- going to – I'm going to say – oh, man. I'm trying to think of quintessential Disneyland yeah. inside Disneyland Park. I'll say Cafe Orleans. I no, like that's a good one. I like sitting outside, watching the people go by in Frontierland. I like how could you uh, turn down the opportunity to have a Monte Cristo and there's all kinds of sandwiches and salads and gumbo. Like I dig it. So I, it's interesting that I just realized I went from New Orleans to New yeah. Orleans. Pretty much. So you can Spice see life right where there. my heart and stomach um, both reside. <laughs> and I'm talking now because I'm kind of between things like, oh, man, there's, there's a little part of me that, wa- you know what? Did you say, you didn't say Carnation Cafe, did you? No. I'm uh, going to say Carnation Cafe because fried chicken and fried chicken and fried chicken and the burgers and them and it's yeah. you can get the malts they have i think it's the, i think it's the only place that you can get like a malted is over at the carnation cafe i think again it is quintessential disneyland although i didn't go over i didn't give you anything in um california adventure i know and becky hates carthay circle she said so i don't want to say don't, that <laughs> i won't say hates i did i just haven't had the best experience the last three times i've been there so again, we have to go back and give it another shot. I do love, you know what? I, I'm with you. I like Storytellers Cafe. Wine Country? Chattoria? When was the last time you were there for an actual sit-down meal? I haven't had a sit-down it. meal there. I have oh my had, gosh. Yeah. Do you know, what, do you I, just I go back you, to Coast over really, and over again? I had a really nice meal, not the last, maybe two times ago with my family at Ariel's Grotto. Yeah. And it's a character meal too. Mm-hmm. They have a little like, Princess Parade, and I don't mean like your kind of Princess Parade, like where your like foot servants carry you out over to the meal, but a really nice. <laughs> so... <laughs> However, they will carry you up to the Cove Bar. <laughs> yeah, well, past there you the, go. So the maybe waiting line. Okay, maybe I want to hear from you, listener. Your one, don't do a, don't pull a Lou and Becky. Your one singular favorite sit, table service sit down meal in Disneyland. Go to facebook.com slash Radio. Leave it there. Go to the show notes at www.com or call the voicemail 407-900-9391 and say, good Gandhi, man. How did you people forget <laughs> about Steakhouse 55? Or, or it's hard. That, yeah. I mean, when you narrow it down to three, because there's it's some tough. really good places to eat. Yeah. All right. So, Stefan, Stefan, Morel, Morel, I have butchered your first and last names. I apologize so much. Stephane, Stefan Morel says, holy big group, dot, 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 Batman. Hey, Lou, I am helping plan for a huge group of not one, not two, but 23 people, our biggest family group yet. What are your best recommendations for restaurants that could easily hold us all together? 
Mm-hmm. Ohana is already on the list and probably beer garden. So, Becky, you got a party of 23. Yep. Where do you bring them? Well, they've got the two right off the bat because yeah. Ohana and Beer Gardener are very well known for accommodating groups. Um, but there are a few others as well. Uh, Whispering Canyon mm-hmm. is really good about groups over 20. Uh, 19 Park Fair over at mm-hmm. um, the Grand Floridian does too. Um, Shutters at Caribbean Beach, if you happen to be over in that resort area, does a great job with large groups. And so does, um, oh, 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 contemporary, um, Chef Mickey's Mm -hmm. for breakfast. They do it over there. But on the side of that, also the other two that I would say, maybe even three, depending, um, any of the shows like Hoop-dee-doo, Mickey's Backyard Barbecue or the, um, the Luau, any of those are really good about accommodating groups as well. So, if, if you can laser into that Ohana and beer garden, that's great. Add Whispering Canyon and then Chef Mickey's for, for breakfast. You probably got a, a really happy group. Yeah. And so I was trying to think about this too. I mean, there's obviously a lot of restaurants that can accommodate. It's the ones I think are most conducive to right. a, a large group uh, because look, you can get, you know, 30 people into you know, sci-fi dining, but you're going to be sitting in 20 cars of, of two people each. So some exactly. of the ones that I thought about, and again, not knowing what everybody's palate is, but I know that these are restaurants that accommodate. And uh, forgive me, did you say Cape May? No, I didn't include that one. Uh, Cape May, Ken, um, you know this is this is arguably among my top two favorite restaurants in Walt Disney World. Blue Zoo, believe it or not, will accommodate a large party. The Wave, ah, okay. the Wave also has a private room where right. you could sit like in a giant table like when you bring the heads of the five families together. That's the room that you guys go into in the back. <laughs> um Raglan Road can close off part of the restaurant for a large party as well. Now, and, question though about those when you're saying about the private rooms and the large parties, are those off a specific menu or will they allow you to order off regular menu for I believe those you because I had a large group in and I, I was thinking specifically of the wave where they put us in that room probably because they didn't want the riffraff mixing with the rest of the guests. They put us nobody puts <laughs> baby in the corner. They put baby in the corner and we had our own little room. Um I think that God, there was another one I just had in my head that can one fit. Of my- the one that I always forget about because I personally don't uh, – it's not the type of food for me is um, Marrakesh does as well, <laughs> I think. I'm laughing because I think it would be a cold day in Orlando before I got you to eat at restaurant Marrakesh. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been there twice in in the 12 years that I've been going, 16 years, whatever. How many – it's been – ow, wait, it's almost 20 I might say it's almost 20 years since I've been going. So, yeah. Yeah, you won't be getting me in there. There you go. All right. Uh, Colleen meal. says. Oh, maybe the kids' <clears throat> meal. Okay, we need to try that oh, now. Oh, boy. What? I think maybe we need to do a live dining review of Marrakesh with you <laughs> and other people that actually like the food there. All right. Colleen kids says, meal. hey, Lou, I was wondering if you had any insight regarding plans to revamp or do any more running challenges similar to the Expedition Everest Challenge. I smile yeah, as I say run? that. I remember. <laughs> I love that race because it wasn't a lot of running. I heard, and it was a scavenger hunt. 
I heard about it just before the final one in 2015 was very sad to realize I missed the opportunity to participate in a race that includes an obstacle course slash scavenger hunt element. Please let me know if you have any insider info. Also, I can't thank you enough for the W Radio Show. My mom, which makes me think she's from the UK, sisters and I are huge Disney people. I, you know, wait, I think you don't mean that you're huge Disney people. You're huge Disney fans. And I got them into the podcast this past fall after I found it. We all love it and love learning things we didn't even know. Rare, but it does happen. So enjoyable to hear that there are people out there as passionate about Walt Disney World as we are. Thank you for bringing happiness into my life every day. Thanks. Keep up the amazing work, Colleen. Colleen, thank you for listening. I, like you, uh, miss the Expedition Everest Challenge. You know that this is not the body of a runner or an athlete in any way, shape, or form. But that was an event that was a lot of fun because it was a combination of short race and an, uh, a real obstacle course and then a scavenger hunt as well and then a cool party in Dino Land, in Animal Kingdom, after they did obviously end it in 2015, like you said, due, I think, in, in part to uh, everything that was happening with the the uh, the building of the portal over to Pandora. That being said, and not knowing anything, I do not think that you have seen the end of races like that because it is different than the 5K, 10K kids races, half and full marathons. It was a much different type of event, and I think we are not the only ones that would like to see something like that that come back. That being said, I haven't even told Becky about the idea that I have that I've been working on, but it's not an official it. Disney thing. Don't say, oh, it's a great idea. It's a, I've been incubating <laughs> it for go. years. And 40 this, hour uh, show. Yeah, I know no, that. No, no, I know no, that no, look no. on your face. No, it's like the expedition <laughs> of a challenge, but more fun and food related. So um, <laughs> I, I don't know. There, there hasn't been an official announcement from Run Disney, but I would not necessarily expect that we have seen the last of a race like that. On this one, I got nothing. You got nothing. Well, there you go. Good because <laughs> we can move fast. I, I, right. I have not. I have not been um, part of that race. I do the races think... right. Okay. Uh, Michael Pitzer what? says, "What are you really going? Really, the person that gets up and and goes down to the corrals and stands there with you all day, for Michael three Pitzer days straight says, for marathon." Michael Pitzer has a question. He says, "My wife is turning. <laughs> Michael, she's not turning thirty. I want to celebrate time." She's celebrating the second anniversary of her 15th birthday. She's turning 30 this year to celebrate. I wanted to plan something special for our next Walt Disney World trip in January. Becky, this one's right in your wheelhouse. Do you have any suggestions for celebrating this birthday with a budget of around $500? Thank you for any help. Love the podcast. All right. He wants to celebrate this milestone birthday for his wife, age 30. He's got five large to spend on it. Go. Go spend his money for him. That's a good budget. That is a really nice budget to do something special for a birthday. And um, and it totally depends on what makes her happy, obviously. If if she's a big food person, two of you could do Victorian Alberts, but that's if you're really big into food. I would probably do something that celebrates a dinner of some sort. Maybe, let's say, at the California Grill where you have a nice meal for two and then you go downstairs and surprise her with a private pontoon boat that's decorated for happy birthday to see the fireworks. That's probably going to run you in that budget. Maybe a slight bit over if you go for decorations and champagne on the boat, etc. 
if she's really into food as well, there's something that, that um, I did on my anniversary, which was so cool, where you can have a private dinner out on one of the patios at the Grand Floridian and watch the fireworks in the background. Um, that's something that was amazing and something I'll never forget. Um, but when you're with, when you're at Disney World, you want something that's got that, that fireworks, that, you know, the, that celebration piece to it. And then if you have a little budget left over, call um, the, the Disney in-room gift folks and have the room decorated. So when she returns, she has something special in the room as well. That's a nice answer, but now I'm going to give you the right answer <laughs> because there's only one. And by one, I mean there's multiple, but this is what it's I would do. It's not Blue Zoo. It's not Blue Zoo. It's not Blue Zoo. Okay, just check. Because I have an answer that's going to fulfill multiple aspects of the birthday celebration experience all in one location in what I think is quickly become one of the most beautiful vistas anywhere in Walt Disney World. My friend, this is what you're going to do, Michael. Write this down. You are going to go um, late afternoon, probably just before sunset, to the boathouse. You are going to sit out. You're going to get some of those big, lush, comfy chairs on the dock that are covered. You're going to have a nice glass of wine, bottle of wine, uh, scotch and soda, a club soda, whatever it is. And you're going to sit there and just look at the boats and have a nice conversation. You're then going to go inside and have probably one of the best meals you've ever had in the world. And I don't just mean the Disney world. I mean the planet Earth at the boathouse. Tell them Lou sent you. Wow. You're, wait, but wait. It gets There's better. There's more? There's more. You're going you're gonna to sit in the back room overlooking the water, watching the sunset. There's music playing in the background. The food is amazing. Try the blueberry crumb cheesecake thing for dessert. She will be yours for the next 30 years. And then you're going to take her outside and you're going to surprise her because you're going to go back onto the dock and bring her over to the Venezia, which is a 40 foot. And I don't use this word often. It is a breathtaking, breathtaking Italian water taxi. And you're going to bring her on board for a romantic captain's guided tour of Disney Springs. But wait, there's also going to be chocolate-covered strawberries and champagne. It's perfect for things like this, birthdays, anniversaries, engagements, whatever. It's um, For 30 minutes, it's $75 per adult. Um, and I think if you want to do an hour, I think it's like $115. So for $150, the two of you guys can take this beautiful cruise for a half hour with the champagne what not, oh, by the way, if you, have, if you have like a private group, Becky, you can actually rent the entire Venetia like for, I think, up to 16 guests as well. So you can make reservations in advance, which I would recommend doing, or you can even walk up. And if there's availability, you can go out on the Venetia. I've been on it. I'm going to take you guys out with me again, like on a virtual live thing so you can see what it's like. But it is beautiful. Michael, do what I say. You can thank me later. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds good too. <laughs> I don't even want to answer any more questions. Like, I think I was going to drop now, the see, mic right there. Now, see, you you totally had that completely prepped because 
I think you would have that same, well, a different experience. Again, it depends on her, and it's about her. No, no, Michael, this is about me and you. Michael, this is about me and you. No, but can I tell you something? If she likes what? If she likes what? Food? Of course she no. likes food. The woman's got to no, eat. I was going to say, she's, <laughs> if she let, I mean, if she has something special, if they have something special about Magic Kingdom or if they have something special around Epcot, it's got to involve the fireworks. If it, if it doesn't matter and the boathouse scenario and being just out there tooting along through throughout the waters around down Disney Springs, I almost said downtown Disney, I got I to switch coasts, then yeah, that's a great opportunity as well. So there's a, Couple of great ideas here, and no, there's only one great idea. For- here. Michael, just lo- listen. Stop listening. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's beautiful. Don't tell her about the decorated boat. You can just exactly. That's what have- I mean. You surprise her yeah. with it. Yeah, either or, either at Disney Springs or surprise her with the one for the fireworks. I kind of want to just. Are- I wanted. I want to just end it right there because I just love that answer, and I'm starving for boathouse right now. You you live there. <laughs> I do live there. I, I do live. <laughs> did you did you like rent a place out on the dock with with a cot and a sleeping bag and you just wake up and they'll bring you stuff? No, but I got to talk to Steve Schussler about You're getting my own little Sinatra booth back there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what? I was going to make that the last question, but Becky, I'm going to throw you for a little bit of a loop. That's, because because you think you know what's coming next and you don't. I have no idea. All right. Uh, and so I'm going to ask you a very simple, short, and straightforward question that, forgive me, I don't recall actually who asked this question, but this is one that I want to, I want you to answer, and I want you, our friend, the listener who's sitting with us at the it's table, scare me. I'm to saying. answer with us mm-hmm. via email, via voicemail, via Facebook post. What Disney movie do you think Walt would like the most really what disney movie do you think walt would enjoy most if if he came back today and said walt we're gonna sit down we're gonna get on the couch we're gonna get under some blankies and we're gonna watch every movie that you've missed although you've probably got a great seat from wherever you are what movie do you think oh man all right. That's hard, isn't it? Yes. Talk but, it out. There's like talk it out. There, there's a few for different reasons. <clears throat> I think I want to say in that um, dang. Say home on the, the range. God, I dare you. Just no, say home I'm, on the range. <laughs> like the ones like Finding Nemo or or Wally, because I I think the appreciation for the storytelling from a, a really simple background i think that that would be there but i but i'm not going to put that as number one um uh, this geez the the stories behind like the family things i know that because everything started because of his daughter so then you you have to look at the family pieces like from um toy story or up or even meet the robinson something's got that family piece ah okay I, I'm going to go with Lion King. Interesting. I'm going to go with Lion King, and the uh, and the I think the reason is because the the family piece is there because it was the formula that he most enjoyed was well maybe not enjoyed but that that family message right and I uh, please forgive me but they had to throw in like 
was always part of a Disney movie, The Loss of a Parent, which that's the part in that movie that I cannot stand to watch. I have to hit fast forward through that every single time, but it, it does put you in that mental space. But between the family message, the story, the animation, and the music, I think Lion King had one of the most amazing soundtracks still to this day of, of any Disney music or, uh, movie. And I think the music really drives the story as well as the family message. So I'm going to go with Lion King. You know, it's funny because when we talked about this question beforehand, you said home on the range and you had like 10 reasons why it was either that or Operation Dumbo Drop as your favorite. Although I will tell you, you know, especially because, well, and look, we understand that the loss of the parent is very personal to Walt because of some of the personal guilt he felt about over the law. But I think that's actually, um, I think that's a great movie. However... However, I want to hear from the listeners. I want to hear what you think Walt Disney's favorite movie, figuring from the time that he passed in the mid-60s, and we won't be exact, we'll sort of say in the mid-60s, from, we'll say, 65 on, all right? So we'll say, I think I think maybe Happiest Millionaire may have been like one of the last, well, he died during the production of Happiest Millionaire, right. so it might have been like, Jungle Book might have been the last one. So we'll say sort of from, you know, fall 1967 on, what movie and however you quantify Disney, whether it's Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, whatever, but I'm thinking Disney, what Disney film do you think would be Walt's favorite, whether it's live action or could be animated? Okay, so I I talked through a few there. And and again, I, I love, I think he would really have a lot of respect for the story that was told from some of these. It had to such, I mean, Wally is a story that was told with no words, you know, that type of, all right. So now that I talked it through, I'm still sticking with Lumpkin, but what's yours? <laughs> so I'm going to answer this question in an Another upcoming question. top 10 movies. Oh. I think Walt, you, made, I, you put me out on a limb. Yes, you, you let me just yes, kind of crawl out there all by myself. But I'm going to tell you, I'll give you a little bit of a hint. Uh-huh. Chances are the apple dumpling gang rides again. will probably be it's in there. It's not on it. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> 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 um, what? Do you know? Um, I think apple dumpling gang rides <laughs> again will be in there. I think at D3, the mighty ducks, uh, Air Bud 2, Golden Retriever. <laughs> Did and... you just Google bad Disney movies? No, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of, of some of the, the tougher Disney movies. Um, what was the other one? I was... Oh, you see, you just, you just it just jumped out of my head, one of the others I, I, I couldn't think of. But So I will do a top 10 movies I think Walt would love, and I would love to hear your opinion. Give me some movies that you think uh, Walt Disney would have loved live action or animated you can email your answer to lou at www.com you can go to the facebook page where you'll see uh, a link to this week's show comment there uh, and let me know and i will take those into consideration as i am going through my list and putting things on there like eight below yeah it, it you notice that the ones that you're talking about are all live action ones pretty much no, I no, I threw home on the range in there. <laughs> because that was such a great movie. I don't even remember <laughs> if I even saw it or not, if that tells you anything. Hey, Moana was good. 
Moana. How does that, that music go again? What's your favorite song from Moana? You've never seen. I don't have the soundtrack. <gasps> You've I've never seen it. Seen it. I've Becky, seen Mank- it. Becky hasn't seen oh, Moana. I have seen it. <clears throat> I have seen it. I just can't sing it. How about you? Do you want to sing it for me? I can't. Let me tell you something. You sing get it. me in the shower. Well, not that you should get me in the shower. No. But you get me in the car. <laughs> you get me in the car by myself and you roll up next to me when my windows are down. I will be belting out songs from Moana like there ain't nobody's business. There, that's, that's it's not going to happen. It's a scary, scary. Yeah. Love but, Moana. That, that was actually. I will tell one. you, list things I'm already thinking to add on my list of top ten movies. I think Walt would love might surprise you, and I'll leave uh, it at that. Guardians of the Galaxy two, oh, so good, so good. Um, Galaxy was really good. But what I would <laughs> also, the- what I would did also you- love for you to do is whether you are thinking about coming to World or Land or Cruise Line or any Disney or non-Disney destination on this beautiful, this, our spaceship Earth, please go and visit Becky and her friends and my friends and your friends over at mousefantravel.com. And if you're coming to D23, come see us IRL in person on the show floor because I will promise you this, Becky Bacon, ain't nobody, ain't nobody going to have more fun than us. Oh, this is for sure. This we we've got so much fun stuff planned. There's stuff you don't even know about. There's stuff I ordered that you don't oh, even know about yet. Sister, and either I'm gonna die right there, or it's gonna be the funniest <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> Just bring. It's gonna be interesting. Bring your steamer. It's gonna bring your it's gonna be interesting. Thank you guys so very much for listening, <laughs> Becky Mankin. Thank you so very much. I will see you in just a matter of days on our double dip cruise. And if you I'm aren't excited. able to join us, I'm gonna try and go live as often as I can. So make sure you stay tuned. And if you have a question that you want us to answer on the show, email us or me and I'll and, and Becky at Lou at www.radio.com. What about Civil War? Would he like Civil War? Captain America Civil War? I, I'm sure he'll, he would dig the box office. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Frankenweenie. What do you think he would think about all these live action things? You know, really? I, well, be, well, we can talk about what we would think about what he might think about the remakes. I am Groot. We are Groot. We are Groot. The Country Bears movie. We are fruit. <laughs> Cars was good. Homeward Bound 2. Lost in San see, Francisco. Have you seen Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Men Tell No Tales yet? I have not. I have. <gasps> There's a movie that I've seen that you haven't seen. Interesting. Oh. Interesting. Condor Man. Why? <laughs> oh, we went over why. We talked about Condor Man at length in an earlier show, but. Zootopia? Loves I think he would love Zootopia. Inside Out? Brave. Oh. Now you're reading from the list. Now you're reading oh, from the I'm list. Looking, <laughs> I'm looking at the list. Of course I'm looking at the list now. Girl Power. George of the Moana. Jungle 2. <laughs> what? It's like the Flintstones live action. What? <laughs> really? Underrated Disney movie? Ready? Treasure yeah. Planet. Treasure. I love Treasure Planet. Hi. Home on the Range. Not other than the song, other than the Yoda Little Lady Lie song, not very much to love about there. 
Remind me, D23, we got to ask Don Hahn to do that, that cut of bears without all the whole circle life stuff. That made me happy. <laughs> Beverly Hills Chihuahua. <laughs> I just like saying Chihuahua. Chihuahua. <laughs> Is it better than Dalmatians? Because Dalmatians are cute. Mars needs moms. Is that a Disney movie? Oh, Ratatouille. He can cook. And then the one you started, inside of the I'll leave you with this. The one. Time for our Walt Disney World trivia question of the week. Where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World's history, or see how well you pay attention to the details and what you see and what you hear, maybe even what you taste. If you think you know the answer, you can enter via our online form for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back review last week's and select our winner. So last week I took you to Frontierland and a classic, still one of my favorite personal attractions, the Country Bear Jamboree. And I asked you to tell me simply, what's the name of the raccoon on Henry, your host, your MC's head in the Country Bear Jamboree? Now, a few people thought this was a trick question, that the raccoon had no name. But if you listen carefully as Big L, my favorite character, is finishing his rendition of Blood on the Saddle, the raccoon pops out of Henry's hat and says, Henry, Henry, we need help in order to try and get him to stop. And Henry says, right, Sammy. Hey, gang, hit it. And so the answer I was looking for was Sammy. Thanks to all of you who entered. Got this one correct. And again, last week you were playing for the 102 Ways to Save Money for an At Walt Disney World book, all seven of my virtual audio tours of the Magic Kingdom, both of which are available at the WW Radio shop. Uh, the WW Radio Magic Band cover, the stickers, and the brand new WW Radio Pop Socket iPhone holder and mount. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Catherine Ernst. So, Catherine, you use the online forum. I have your shipping address. I will get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So let's go from one classic Disney show to another, this time over at Hollywood Studios, where I am still a fan of Muppet Vision 3D. I grew up watching the Muppets um, on Sesame Street and then on the Muppet Show on Sunday nights. And I'm sure you, like me, have probably seen Muppet Vision 3D dozens, if not hundreds of times, right? Well, let's see how well you pay attention to some of the details. Actually, only one, because once again, I'm looking for a name. At one point during the show, Gonzo, as long as he has a captive audience, puts on a display of tremendous tap dancing talent. As he's about to start dancing with the pot of flowers balanced on his head, he calls out to the unseen piano player and says, hit it. Blank. So tell me, what is the name of that unseen piano player who plays during Gonzo's tap dance routine? Now, because I'm going to be on the double dip WDW Radio Cruise next week. I'm going to give you two weeks to come up with this singular answer. I'll give you another hint. It's one word. 
So you have until Sunday, July 2nd at 11.59 p.m. to go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, and use the online entry form there. Because again, you're playing for the 102 Ways book, the Magic Band cover, the stickers, the pop socket and, and holder. And because this one's tricky and because I'm giving you extra time and because I'm extra excited about it, I'm also going to give you an extra mystery prize on top of that prize package as well. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you once again for sharing some of your time with me this and every week. Uh, Next week, I will be on the WW Radio Double Dip Cruise. Two stops at Castaway Key. So excited for it. But please make sure you stay tuned for some live broadcasts from on board, as well as some 360-degree VR videos and more. The best way to be sure that you don't miss anything is to like the WW Radio Facebook page at facebook.com slash Radio and turn on notifications. Also be sure and follow me on uh, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter. I'm at Lou Mangiello there as well. And I'm also at Lou Mangiello on Facebook. And if you weren't able to join us on this cruise, hopefully you can come with us next year as we go on the WW Radio cruise to Alaska in mid-June. You can also find out about other meets of the month and special events in Walt Disney World and other places around the country. Again, on the events page over at facebook.com slash Radio. Speaking of events, don't forget that our Disneyland quest takes place on Monday, July 17th, the day after D23 Expo ends. We will be out on the show floor in the collector's form all throughout D23 Expo and the day after that Monday, We are going to have a five-hour quest through Disneyland Park where you and your team can have a chance to win a prize package that's going to include a three-night stay in Walt Disney World or Disneyland and tickets and some mystery prizes as well. Registration ends on Monday, July 3rd. And to find out more, you can visit www.radio.com slash quest17. Also, my Momentum Weekend Workshop this October 14th through the 16th only has about 15 seats left. If you are a solo entrepreneur, you have an idea, you, or you want to just turn what you love into what you do, if you're a blogger, if you have, if you do videos, if you're whatever it might be, this event is limited to just 50 people and is an interactive workshop that's going to help you make real changes in your life and in your business with an interactive, interactive workshop focused on creating real results for you. To find out more, you can visit loumangelo.com. Quick thanks as always, not just to you, but all of the members of the WW Radio Nation who are part of our extended family, including some longtime members like Luke Lawson, Rob Sean Barrow, Bill Matzner, Nick Young, Ted Radaway, Missy Nevin, Josh Olive, Desiree, and my friend Connor Lazada, Bill, Susan Pesci, Pesci, sorry, and Bryce McCormick. Thanks again to you and the hundreds of you who are part of the Nation family. And if you want to not only be able to help the show, but also get monthly rewards, including scavenger hunts, we have a private Facebook group, personalized custom Magic Band covers, logo gear, monthly care packages from Walt Disney World. We also do monthly live video group calls and more. You can visit www.radio.com support. And don't forget that a portion of the proceeds of your contributions do go to the Dream Team Project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. All right, last couple of quick announcements. Don't forget that the purge of my Disney collection is still going on every Sunday on eBay. They start and end at 9 p.m. on Sundays. Visit www.radio.com eBay 
I have everything from cast member materials to attraction scripts and theme park merchandise and books and pins and artwork and newspapers and vinylations and collectibles and more. Again, visit www.radio.com slash eBay. If you have a question you want me to answer on an upcoming show, you can email me, lou at www.radio.com, or call the voicemail, be heard on the air at 407-900-9391. Thanks, as always, to Becky and her team from Mouse Fan Travel over at mousefantravel.com, and little Timmy Foster from Celebrations Magazine. You can subscribe and order back issues at celebrationspress.com. And most importantly, my thanks go to you. And as always, my friend, and you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, you continue to demonstrate and, and prove that to me so many different ways, and I'm so grateful for that. But if you like the show, and hope that you do, please help spread the word and let others know about it. Take a second, tweet out a link to this or your favorite episode. Better yet, share it over on Facebook and take just 30 seconds to rate and review the show over on iTunes. Thanks to you. We now have more than 1,300 five-star reviews. Those are really, really important. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Dallas Donna's Jim, who says... I really enjoy the show, but I can't listen when I'd run anymore, if it's a restaurant review. Lou makes me so hungry. I think it's sweet when, he family, when his family does reviews, and I've gotten great suggestions from the show. They literally are the nicest people, if you meet them as well. Oh, thank you. I think Lou puts a lot of effort into his shows and guests. Becky is one of my favorites. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That was a period. <clears throat> Becky is one of my favorites. I kid because I love. There is no other Disney podcast that is as well produced and planned. Thank you so much. Missouri Mouse says, I've had the privilege of listening to Lou since the days of Mouse Tunes. Wow. And still find the show entertaining and very informative. Best of all, through his interviews, Lou introduces his listeners to the people, past and present, who've made the Disney kingdoms what they are today. Ashley29V says, I love it. Lou truly brings the magic to you. And Robin31292 says there is nothing like it. As somebody who's a Disney fanatic family and goes to Disney World as a release from the everyday stressors, this podcast allows me to feel a sense of joy and calm every week. I've learned more from this podcast than the countless solo friend family trips I've taken throughout my life. Lose dedication and respect to everything Disney is contagious. And I'd recommend the podcast to Disney novices and fans alike. Thank you, Lou. Thank you, Robin. Thanks to all of you who have listened, who have rated and reviewed the show. Again, if you visit www.radio.com slash iTunes, we'll give you instructions and a link or just search for the show over on iTunes. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, in the most sincere way, I appreciate you for the gift that you give me, which uh, which is your time and the blessing of being able to to do what I do and share it with you. And I hope that you are taking whatever steps, big or small, scary as they might be, to do that thing that you love. But I only want you to remember that there's no shortcuts. There's no shortcuts to any place that is really worth going. It takes time. It is a marathon. It is not a sprint. And in the wise words of Walt Disney, always keep moving forward. I hope that you have your best day, week, ever. So until next time, thanks again. See ya. Hey, Lou, this is uh, Joe Jeffrey from Grand Rapids, Michigan. and a long-time listener of the show. In fact, I'm pretty sure I just caught up uh, to all the shows, which is great. Um, just wanted to uh, give you a call. We uh, just got back from our land at sea vacation. We uh, stayed at Port Orleans and I got to uh, see Yeehaw Bob's show and shake his hand with a great guy. 
took uh, our family and, and some other uh, uh, friends of ours over to the Magic Kingdom in Epcot, had a great time there, and then jumped on the uh, Disney Cruise out to the Bahamas in Castaway Key. An amazing uh, time. The shows were great. The staff was unbelievable. Um, I, I ran the 5K, first time I've ever uh, run a 5K, so that was uh, pretty hot, but uh, but did it. And actually, I'm not sure if this is the first, but was baptized in the uh, in the ocean there, in Castaway Key, so that was pretty pretty cool. So thank you for all uh, all you do. I uh, love listening to the shows, and uh, now it's uh, back to work and saving up for the next trip. So hope you're doing well, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, Lewis, Jim Meeker. It's a Friday night. It's a beautiful night here at Disney Springs, and just loving being in Orlando, even with the rains in the afternoons. It's been great. Uh, enjoying being a Florida native, and uh, looking forward to running into you soon. Take care. Have a great weekend. Bye. How's it going, Lewis? Brian Rainey again from Kansas City. Just calling the let you know where I am. I'm at the Animal Kingdom bus stop. I just left Animal Kingdom, and I mean, dude, I mean, Pandora is just amazing. And I did the the river ride a couple of days ago, but I just got off the flight of passage, and it was it was awesome. I just can't get past how awesome it is. And only waited an hour forty five, but uh, it was it was well worth it. So I'll probably come back tomorrow or next in a couple of days and do it again. But hey, I mean, I was gonna go to Cedar Point, but the more you talked about. Pandora on the podcast that made me want to come down here. But anyway, I'll call you back in a couple of days and let you know how I'm doing. Hope all is well. See you. Good morning, Lou Mangello. It's Darlene Nagy from West Seneca, New York, and I'm calling in to say, guess what? You are now on single digits till the double dip cruise. So what does that mean? You better be packing, everyone, and getting ready to go on that double stop at Castaway Key. I am so excited and proud of you guys for making this journey. This is going to be a great adventure with everyone from the WDW Radio family. I wish I was going to be there, but I'm not. And I am counting down to my California trip. I've got 84 days. And you have now less than... 367 days to you go to Alaska for those ones going on the WDW Radio Alaska trip next year. D23 is next month. Oh, my goodness. And then Shanghai is in now less than three months. So you guys are going to have awesome trips coming up. Have a wonderful weekend. Talk to you real soon. You've got a friend. Yeah!